to the outer podcast this is episode five my name is holden my name is daniel and uh first of all let's start out uh daniel how was murfreesboro murfreesboro dude just like we were talking about in one of our last podcasts it was maybe episode two uh i think just about how everybody from california and how everybody everywhere really since the pandemic has been moving to nashville and I witnessed it firsthand. It is very, very crowded there. Yes. And just construction going on everywhere. I went there to build stuff. Everybody's there building stuff right now. And it's all going up really fast. Nashville's moving. Have you been, do you, in your lifespans, have you been to Nashville, would you say a lot of times? I've been a few times. Yeah. And does it feel different? Yeah. Yes. It does. I've been, I went, I've, I've gone recently and it is definitely different. Nashville was always, I remember, here's a story. Here's a story. I, in high school, I wanted to go on a trip with my parents. Um, just like a spur of the moment thing. I was getting really into playing guitar. And so I was like, well, obviously I need to go to Nashville. If I'm really like getting into playing guitar. And so I asked my parents if we could take a trip to Nashville. And they were like, yeah, sure. Actually, I think it was just me and my dad. I don't remember. But uh, we ended up going and I remember I went to get a haircut right before and the person doing my hair was just like having small talk with me. And she was like, so what are you doing this weekend? And I was like, oh, me and my parents are going to Nashville. And she was like, oh, is there a concert? And I was like, no, we're just going to visit and do some sightseeing. And she was like, you're going to Nashville for vacation? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, do you know what you're going to be doing there? And I'm like hang out i guess (laughs) like there wasn't there was a time when there wasn't really much to do in nashville beyond just going to a concert i think that's probably still the case well when i went i've seen a bunch of shops like a bunch of like specialty shops i went to this coffee shop that looked like it was a modern version of willy wonka's factory and i was like what i was like first of all it says it's a coffee shop and it freaking looks like a modern version of Willy Wonka's factory. So I'm kind of confused. But I, I guess it's just everyone's just moving there and they're starting businesses and they're starting to do their own thing. One of my favorite things to witness is uh, the Clone Wars in Nashville. So apparently people have caught on that uh, there's a specific type group of people who go to Nashville. And... Guys, I'm not the one who is pointing this out, so don't cancel me for this. But it's typically um, a group of girls who are all the same age. They all have the same color hair. They all dress exactly the same and they walk in packs. Canceled. I'm ready. No one can cancel me. I've already talked to the cat. Too late. No. But I witnessed this firsthand. That's if you go to downtown Nashville. Whoa! If you go to the downtown Nashville, that that is all that you witness is these group of clones, as some people have called them, walking around. And it's weird because Nashville is turning into like. Hey, listen! Oh, everybody is unique. Everyone looks unique and is unique to themselves. Yeah, but and I am saying this with such a straight face right now. But there's people who like to 
be clones of other people. And it's very obvious. And I'm just like, please stop. <laughs> like, I think there, I think there'll come a time where Nashville outlaws bachelorette parties. They'll outlaw them. Because That's never going to happen. They're going to do it. No, it brings them a lot of attention. It brings well, Nashville something. Bachelor parties. It's going to be a problem. At bachelorette some parties. It's going to be a problem at some point. So you enjoyed Murfreesboro. Mm. For those of you who don't know, Murfreesboro is like the outskirts of Nashville. So that's why we're talking about Nashville along with Murfreesboro. People. And same deal with Murfreesboro. You know, everybody's going there. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, there's probably more people going to Murfreesboro than downtown Nashville at this point. Yeah. Because Nashville's full. Murfreesboro is really full. But I mean, there's still plenty of land for um, construction. You know, they can still build lots of stuff. Um yeah, and there's going to be 6,000 more jobs I hear from a tech company coming from California. Uh, that hasn't even started yet, but when it does, that's going to bring in even more people. Yeah, it's going to be a lot more Californians. Mm-hmm. People are scared. People here, they're scared of Californians. Is, you think scared's the right word? Well, that's what I'm hearing. People are like, listen, we know that you're leaving California because you hate California. They're scared that they're going to turn Nashville into the new California. Yeah, I mean, there's there might be some irony in this. Um, you know, California, um, you know, is becoming, you know, quote, bad. Um, but anywhere is what you make it. And if the general public makes something bad and they look at like, oh, this is bad. Let's go somewhere else. Then perhaps it could repeat. So, yeah, yeah. maybe the fear for us Tennesseans is that Nashville will become uh, the next LA. Who knows? Who knows? Listen, it's just as long as it, here's what's going to happen. Here's what I know this to be true. I know I can see into the future. So I know um, everyone who wants to be somebody is going to move to Nashville. Okay. They're going to live there for a few years. They're going to try and grab fame and fortune and success in country music uh just in country music listen they're gonna i'm gonna say it okay i don't care people move to nashville and turn into golden retrievers the human version of golden retrievers that's what they do okay and i'm not saying it's a problem i'm not saying that you're wrong for trying to turn into uh the human version of a golden retriever um and if you if you're like what does he mean by that I don't have to explain myself because you know what I'm talking about. You know exactly. You can, you know the person in your brain that I'm talking about. You see them right now in your head. Anyways, so they're going to do that and they're going to move to Nashville and they're going to try. And here's what's going to happen. They're going to meet other uh, golden retrievers and then they're going to start getting into relationships. They're going to get married. They're going to start having kids and then they're going to be like, oh, shoot. Nashville is not really a great place to raise kids. It is. I think it might be right now, but I think at this the point in uh, the the point in time when these golden retrievers are going to start having kids, they're going to be like, "Oh, we need to get out of Nashville," and they might move here, Daniel. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Listen, I'm not a gatekeeper. Okay, I'm not going to stop people from moving to Knoxville. I wish more people would move to Knoxville. I've got a lot of friends who live at, in different states and some of them are kind of like, you know, I wish I wasn't living here anymore. And I'm like, bro, come live in Knoxville. It'll be great. And we'll work it out and we'll do great things. And cause Knoxville is great. It's a good place to live in. Um, 
you really got to find some good people, but they're there. They're here. Oh, yeah. There's some good people here. Um, it's not going to be it's not going to be right out the gate easy to find uh, good relationships here in Knoxville, which I've noticed. Um, I have also noticed the biggest thing when I first noticed this was when I when I first moved, when I moved to Birmingham, um, I, w- I was I hadn't come back to Knoxville in maybe like three months and I came back for a wedding and I remember like I came in this wedding and I would like walk up to people and like these people I would talk to on a regular basis and then I hadn't seen them in like three months because I moved away and so I would walk up to them and I would be like hey what's up like excited to see them and they would just be like oh hey like they would like be all kind of weird and stuff like that and then I remember it was just me and my other friend who had also moved away it was just us sitting at a table by ourselves at this wedding and we knew like the majority of the people there so there is Knoxville there is this kind of um this kind of uh clicky uh atmosphere that you can find within Knoxville I've noticed and I feel like exists very prominently here but you you just gotta you gotta find the people they're there you just gotta look for them they're not gonna pop out and be like hey you want to be my friend they're not gonna do that Daniel you know what I mean yeah well said well said um so I've got something I want to get off my chest to start out uh the podcast today I I've been a good uh pandemic human a good um, pandemic human I when the this pan- is a thing when we were in lockdown I stayed home I didn't really leave the house all that much um, if I did leave the house, I was always just outside. Like I never went in anywhere, didn't go to any parties. And then when vaccines first became available, I got mine. And so I've been, you know, I've been pretty good. You know, I haven't tried to, I wasn't fighting, you know, I'm not a, a, a fighting anti uh, vaccine person. I'm not a, a huge anti mask person or anything like that. And I've never gotten mad at anything until this week. Until this week, I got invited to go to a concert on Friday of this week. And before I even was able to get in, they told us that we had to have proof that we either had to have proof that we were vaccinated or we had to have proof that we have a negative COVID test. And I've been vaccinated, but I just didn't have my card with me. And I wasn't allowed in just because of that. And I was angry, Daniel. Yeah, I can see why. I mean, they should have like put out a message. Um, like, did you order tickets online? No. So uh, a friend had a free, he had um, an extra ticket and he wanted to go with someone. And so he asked me, he asked me on Friday morning. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like I was, you know, waiting to go to this concert. Um, I'm not going to say what the concert, like who was at the concert, because first of all, they don't sponsor us. So like, we're not going to give them a free shout out first and foremost. Um, and also I don't listen to this band. Um, I've listened to like two or three of their songs. Um, I'm not like a fan or anything, um, but I just really wanted to go to a concert because I haven't, to my memory, I haven't even been to a concert since COVID happened and uh, I really enjoy concerts. So I was like, yeah, I want to go back to a concert, um, which would be great but they wouldn't let me in because freaking I didn't have proof that I was vaccinated and I was angry and wearing a mask wasn't good enough. 
No, wow. of course not. Of course not. But well, you know, I have yet to see anywhere that's uh, asked me if I would show them my vaccination card. I feel like it's coming. I well, feel like it's starting to come. I mean, airlines, I think airlines have kind of moved to that. Obviously, concerts have moved to that. Um, you still have to wear a mask on an airline. Yeah. I don't think it's going to get to the point where, like, you can't even go into a restaurant without one. Like, I think it'll I don't think it'll go that far. Um, but I, you know, and they're also doing the thing now where, like, it's starting to be like you can't even work a job without being vaccinated. Um, which is very, it's a very divisive thing. I don't want to get too political on this podcast, so I'm not going to dive into all that, but just, that's just what what has happened to me. I know you guys are dying to know my personal opinion on all this. Yeah. I mean, like, you're just like, man, what is Daniel's opinion on all this? But I'm not going to share it with you. Dang. Yeah, I know. I know. I know you're dying to know. Dude, what a power move, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But here's the thing. Here's here's where, here's the human inside of me coming out. The truth of the matter is, um, besides getting to hang out with the person who invited me to go, um, besides getting to experience the concert, the reason I was going to this concert was only because so I can post about it on social media. So my life doesn't seem as boring at it as it is, because I feel like it's been a whole year since I've done anything like like I've moved. I've moved and started a new job in a different state like that was exciting. But besides that, like I haven't like nothing's been like post worthy. And so I was kind of like thinking once I couldn't get into the concert, I was like, dang, I really just only came to this concert really to post about it on social media. And so that's that's uh, one of the main things we're going to talk about today on the podcast is social media. And the first question um, I want to go over, you know, uh, a lot of people are saying things where they kind of love to have social media be the reason for so many problems in our lives today. And so the first question uh, I want to present is, is social media actually ruining our lives? What do you think, Daniel? Um, I think in some ways, yes. And in some ways, no. Okay. Um, that's a, hmm. Um, it is because I think a lot of us rely too much on it. Like mm-hmm. we care. And I say we as like the general public. Not everybody does. I personally don't really. But um, a lot of people care way too much about it. When I say they care way too much about it, I mean, like they're very concerned with, you know, the number of followers they've gotten as a personal image of how it makes them look. Um, a lot of people will present um aspects of their life like the only the good and so they don't show you know they don't show what's you know not going so great in life they Mm -hmm. only show the accomplishments and i think that a lot of people will compare and the comparison can bring a lot of people down yep um and a lot of times it's false comparison too because you know somebody can show on uh instagram that they're doing you know so great in life and realistically they're not really doing that great yeah um so it can be false, but um, it's not ruining society if you can be 
uh, I guess it's a mindset deal. If you go about it to, you know, communicate with people and, you know, make business decisions, I guess, just uh, kind of build community in that way, then it can be a very good thing. Yeah. I, for me, I, I hate whenever I hear anyone, uh, constantly choosing one thing to be the reason why everything is bad in the world. Um, so that, that aspect of it makes, turns me off from thinking like social media is the downfall of my life. Um, but I think just like anything, you know, really anything, uh, if you do it, too much can be a bad thing. Um, just like, I mean, for example, just, you know, just a random example, uh, feet, if you show too much of your feet, it's a bad thing. Okay. And you got people like me who are outraged, um, at people showing their feet. But, uh, you know, if you only just pop them out, you know, when you're at home, you know, you're just chilling, you know, letting, letting your feet air out. It's a good thing. You know, it makes you feel good and stuff like that. But, um, social media is, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's ruining our lives. Um, I would say it definitely is affecting our lives. I do agree with that. I do agree that social media is affecting um, life today. It's definitely affecting relationships. Um, and that can be a bad thing. That could be a very bad thing because there, there are I have witnessed this firsthand. There are people out there in the world who judge on who they either date or who they are even friends with or even go to the extreme of who they will even spend their breath on talking to based on how many people they have following them on social media. There's also, it has created this world of uh, fake friends. I've experienced that firsthand. Um, when I moved to college is when I experienced that because I had um, a bunch of people for whatever reason, and this isn't me trying to act like I'm some famous guy or whatever, but for whatever reason, I had a lot of people at the college. It was a smaller college. Um, I think there was like maybe like 400 of us, like it was a private college. So there wasn't like an insane amount of people there, but uh, a lot of people wanted, like they would literally walk up to me and be like, I want to be your friend. And I was always confused. I was always like, why do these people want to be my friend or whatever? And so I had a lot of people who like wanted to have a relationship with me. And I think this is really like how my, uh, I don't, I can't say addiction, but, uh, cause it doesn't make sense to say addiction, but I think my bad relationship with social media started because it was like, every time I posted something on my social media, I would always get like a ton of responses. Like a bunch of people would DM me about a post I would do. Um, a bunch of people would like talk about it to me like in person and stuff like that. And so I started like getting really excited because every time I would post something like I'd have all this, all this response to it and stuff like that. And it was like the minute I left college, like I graduated and left all that stopped immediately. And I even like, like there was this one person, I won't say who he was. Oh, I wasn't even going to oh. say his gender because I didn't want people to just know. verify the pronoun. Uh, but, uh, as uh, this person, uh, male or female, uh, unknown, but, um, they, uh, 
they every time I'd post, they would always respond to something I'd post about. They'd always come up to me in person and they'd be like, man, I really wish we were like closer. I really wish we were like friends. Like I really want to get to know you more, all this stuff. And um, I saw him at a, I saw him. I did it again. I saw this person at a wedding. Um, I won't say when this wedding was. I've been to a few weddings since I've graduated, but I won't specify which one this was. I really don't want people to know who this person is. But um, I saw them at a wedding and I walked up to them and I was fully uh, I was fully ready for them to act like they acted when I was in college, because every time I'd walk in, they'd be like, Hold it. Oh my gosh. What's up, man? Blah, blah, blah. And I walked up to him. Oh, I just did it again. Okay. It's a guy. I can't even. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I keep trying to hide it. It was a guy. And uh, he just like, he was so like unresponsive when I walked up to him. He was just like, like he didn't even really, it didn't really feel like he like acknowledged me. And that's not me like being like, oh, I want attention and stuff like that. But like, it was just, it was weird because it went from just like over excitement every time we interacted to just like nothing at the end. Like it was just, and it kind of made me think like, did, was this person only acting that way because of like the quote unquote following I was getting while I was in college? And so that was like a weird, and so I, that that's what I mean by like, now there's this thing called like fake friends where like people only want to be friends with you to get that out like to get that from you like to, to kind of leech on to your social status or whatever and so that definitely is a bad thing for sure daniel yes holden for it's sure for sure bad have you ever experienced that before experienced what people i wasn't listening leeching you weren't listening <laughs> Yo, dude. Oh my gosh. I'm canceling Daniel. Oh, canceled. Le- no, le- talk about talk about your bad experiences with social media. Because we talked about this today at lunch. And you were telling me about how you feel about like posting now, like posting to social media now. Hmm. Um, just in like a, a like a toxic way, or just uh um, like you were talking you know, what about I was telling how, like, you earlier. Now that you're not on the trail anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, when I was hiking the AT, I did post pretty frequently, uh, usually about once a week or so, uh, to Instagram. Uh, I shared a lot of, uh, the scenery on my story a lot and I finished the trail and came off and, you know, this is a month and a half ago and I've not posted anything since. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that there's nothing going on with me. I mean, I've got a lot going on, but the people that follow me currently um, follow me because of the trail and I'm not through hiking anymore. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, Holden kind of agreed with me on this earlier. Like if you were to post something that's kind of irrelevant to what you uh, kind of have stuck Are to known past, as or what you're known as, yeah. Um, instead of gaining followers, you actually lose followers. Mm -hmm. So like if I posted a picture after a month and a half of um, me or me and friends or me and my truck or motorcycle, whatever, just like anything that's not related to hiking, then people are going to be like, oh yeah, this guy. Uh, Oh yeah. Well, we'll unfollow him. Yeah. Uh, But don't really get any decrease in followers right now because I'm inactive. But as soon as I'm seen again, it's like, oh yeah, this guy, yeah, I'll unfollow him. Yeah. 
because it, it, it's like a two-headed sword in a way because like you know for me like i only follow people if i'm interested in their life and mm-hmm. so like the only celebrities i follow on instagram are like the celebrities i'm like interested in seeing like what their life looks like and even like to be completely transparent on the outer podcast i even people i know like i only follow people who are i feel like interesting so like it's a weird thing for me to like complain that people aren't paying attention to me anymore even though i will i will say that you know there's not a lot of interesting stuff happening in my life right now but it's just all like it's weird because like it's if you know the person it's just weird because it shows you what your relationship to that person really is. It's like, in some ways it could be good. Like, you know, if someone like unfollows me from Instagram that I thought was like a close friend of mine and they unfollow me, it could, the good thing is like, it's like, well, at least I know like that person not, isn't really like uh, the relationship I thought I had with that person isn't real, which is a good thing, but it's also kind of a a bad thing because it does like, affect you emotionally when someone's like like when you thought you were really close with a person and then they just unfollow you from social media and you're like oh i guess i wasn't that close with that person as i thought i was but yeah that's that that that's it that's social media so i wouldn't say i wouldn't say social media is ruining our lives i would just say it definitely is affecting our lives it is definitely affecting our relationships with people um and we have um we have an email. I plug it uh, every podcast. The email is theouterpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions you want answered, if you have any concerns that you have, if you have any, uh, if you're looking for some advice, email us at theouterpodcast and we we will do it. We will help you with your life. And so I even got an email, um, a guy, his name's Jacob. And he, I'm not reading the actual email. I'm just kind of paraphrasing, but basically he is considering totally leaving social media, like not having an Instagram anymore, not having a Facebook anymore, which like, you know, Facebook is what I don't, I've never had a Facebook. I had a Facebook when I was in middle school. So I just lied, but I don't, I haven't had it since middle school. So it's like, whatever, that's an easy one for me to be like, yeah, go ahead and get off of Facebook. But, uh, yeah, he's trying to like totally leave social media, but he doesn't feel like he can't. So he's looking for some advice. There was a South Park episode on this. Um, people leaving social media, but they feel like they have to. Um, I think the episode went like somebody, I think it was Cartman, came off of social media but he didn't put a post out saying that he was leaving social media. And so like the whole town of South Park wouldn't like went up and like, well, he disappeared off social media. He didn't say anything about it. Yeah. What's this about? But um, as far as, you know, leaving social media altogether without putting a dramatic post about it, which is the way you should do it if you're going to do it. Yeah. Um, Wait, you said like you should put a dramatic post or no, you should not. Should not. Don't put a dramatic post about it. Right. Right. Don't do that. But Honestly, Jacob, I don't blame you. I don't either. I literally thought this week, I was like, I'm going to delete my Instagram. I'm going to delete it. I'm going to get off social media and delete my Instagram. And I didn't. Isn't that the only social media you have nowadays, too? I mean, I'm on TikTok, but I don't consider, here's the thing. I don't consider TikTok 
social media. Yeah, me neither. Because the only people I follow on TikTok that are that I actually know, they don't post anything. So it's only people I don't know that are on TikTok that are posting something. So I'm not I don't consider it like that. But yeah, Instagram's really the only thing because I don't Instagram's the only thing I really even like putting effort into. Like Twitter, it's like what the heck am I gonna say on Twitter? Like I don't know. This boba tea was good today. Like, okay, cool dog. Like I, I try I, I there was a period where I was off and on on Twitter. But I just never, I never knew, like, I never understood, like, how you keep going on Twitter. Um, yeah, Instagram, Instagram is really the only thing I'm on. But I, my problem, and it's probably deeper than this. There's probably a lot more reasons why I don't actually delete my Instagram. But the reason I, I feel like I still stay on Instagram is because I, for whatever reason, Instagram is the only way that certain people communicate to me. Um, for like various reasons, but like, especially like people I haven't talked to in a very, very long time and they want to like say something, they'll usually DM me on Instagram and that's how I get in contact with them. Um, so that's like the biggest fear I have with leaving Instagram because I, here's a sad story. Okay. Sad story time guys. Sad story. One of my dearest friends, um, he was having a surprise birthday party while I was living in Birmingham and his girlfriend was inviting all of his uh, friends to the surprise party. And she had DM would me on Instagram like months in advance. And she was like, you know, talking to me about it. She didn't give me any like specific details. She just told me what day it was going to be on. And I was like, okay, cool. And then right before the party was actually going to happen, I decided to get off of Instagram for like a month. And so she like sent me all the deets and I had completely forgotten about this party. And it wasn't until I got back on Instagram and I looked on my DMs and I saw like this big, like she was telling me where it was going to be at and I completely forgotten about it. And I felt so bad. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't go to this party all because I wasn't on freaking Instagram. And so that's like my fear of getting off Instagram. Cause I, cause I was, I, I feel like right now, like, I mean, I don't have most of, most of anything to post about on Instagram. I post about whoa, whoa! whoa I almost I had a burp, dude. It was weird. Oh, uh, the only thing I really post about on Instagram is I post every time a new podcast comes out. I just tell people like, "Hey, there's a new podcast out." Because I never, I haven't like told people, "Hey, this podcast is going to be out every Friday." So like, people, I don't think people know to look and check to see when a new podcast episode comes out. It's like, that's my way of announcing to the world, there's a new podcast coming out. Like, that's, that's the only reason why I think I have Instagram, but just there's just like this fear of letting it go. Like, you feel like you're going to, you know, miss out. You feel like you're not going to, I don't know. Well, your example brings home a pretty good point. Um, the way I see it, uh, right before I started hiking the Appalachian Trail, I was, um, I wasn't actually thinking about, you know, deleting Instagram or anything, but I started spending a lot less time on social media because there were things on social media at the time that I did not want to see. And so I just, I didn't go on very often, but I still had the app. Um, it's a great way to communicate with people or to hear from people so people can reach out to you through your DMs. Um, but that can be like a turned on notification. So if someone wants to reach out to you, you can still reply and you yeah. can still talk to them. Um, just limit your usage. If there's things like, I don't know your reasoning, Jacob, for not wanting to be on social media anymore. 
Um, I mean, I, I've got some ideas. I'm sure we all do. There's lots of reasons not to be on, um, you know, this kind of social media anymore. But um, I mean, I would just recommend at the very least, you know, limit your usage. You don't need to spend all this time on it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times there's things that we don't we don't want to see. That's true. And um, there's a lot of times there's things we don't need to see. I've got a really close friend who he's never had any form of social media um, at all. And he is like the humblest dude <laughs> you've ever met. I mean, he's not he's not in on all this. And he's uh, I mean, I guess you kind of say he's an outsider, but he's not really. I mean, he's a very sociable person. You know, he's a very, um, you know, like you can talk to him in person just fine. And he'll happily talk. He's a very normal person, but he's he's very humble and he doesn't have social media and he never has. You know what? You said that. You said he's very humble. I bet there was a lot of humble people in the 90s. Dude, I'm sure. Because there was no social media. Bro, you just made me want to live in the 90s when you said that for whatever reason. I was I've like, always wanted to live in the 90s. You said that and I was like, dang, dude. I lived in the 90s, but it was only two years of my life. I was in the 90s. I, I wouldn't I even out. say I lived in the 90s. I was just born in them. Yeah. That Okay. This is a completely different side note, but I'm so confused about the phrase 90s baby because here's the thing technically on paper i'm a 90s baby i was born in 98 so technically i'm a 90s baby but i didn't grow up in the 90s i grew up in the early like 2000s so it's like do i say i'm a 90s baby i don't know i can't say i'm a uh a 2000s baby Cause I wasn't, I mean, I was a baby, but I was like three. Like, is, was that, is that a baby? I don't know. Do you have any memory of the 1990s? Yeah. I actually do too. I've got Yeah, when Prince came out with it. that album, I was like, yo, this is lit. What album kidding. was that? Uh, 1998, I think was, or 99, 1999. Yeah, that was, that was wild. I have memories from when I was like a toddler and a baby, but I don't know if that was the 90s or if that was the the thousands because I don't remember how I don't think I even knew how old I was when I had those memories like I feel like I remember the first time I was consciously aware that might be kind of weird but like I think the first my first memory I ever had as a human was being held by my aunt in her house and I remember looking at this mirror that she had right by her front door. And I was like, whoa, what am I doing? What is this place? Like that was my first like, con- I feel like that was my first conscious memory. And I could have been in the nineties. I could have well been in the nineties. Cause I would have been, you know, like, I feel like I wasn't even a year old. So it, it definitely was like maybe 1998 that I had my first memory. So maybe I do remember the nineties. Wow. That is maybe pretty I wild. I remember my first memory too. Uh, I went to this daycare that was like a prison. Oh, when I was, and it was in the late nineties, I was probably two or three. And I remember I tried to escape. And I think just the, uh, the excitement of, um, you know, being in that moment and like escaping when there's all these adults trying to come at me, of course I got caught eventually, but I actually got pretty far. I think I got outside. Yeah. But, um, I remember that. Yeah. Everybody else was napping and I was like, I had my own escape route planned. Dude, I had so many girlfriends when I was in pre-K. Yeah. Dude, I put some of these guys now to shame, bro. All the girlfriends I had in pre-K, dude. Dude, that. Dude, it was kind of wild, but uh, 
yeah i can't get too much into it because i think my mom listens to this podcast but um uh yeah you know something i was also thinking this week about social media this is listen everyone everyone says this then it gets to a certain age in life so i don't even care anymore but uh in high school social media was so different in high school i feel like that was the golden age of social media daniel that was when social media was fun when we were in high school would you agree I wouldn't really say it's much different than it is now. I, I mean, it was like just like different. Instagram wasn't as developed and Snapchat was not as developed. Well, I, I feel like people people were a lot more um, relaxed with Instagram for sure. I feel like like with what like now people try to have like a whole photo shoot every time they post something like it has to be like the perfect picture has to have like the perfect quality and stuff like that. Back in high school, we were just posting crap that happened to us like on a daily basis that was like very low quality video yeah yeah you know you're right i haven't thought about it like that it was just like if you it look was back fun. on old pictures uh i've even got some old pictures from like 2014 on my instagram yeah uh they're way different than what you would see on instagram yeah, it was today. just like fun like i would take a pic like for example like i would take a like let's say today we me and daniel, me and daniel went to go get lunch today and we both ordered the same thing and if this was in high school, I would probably take a picture of Daniel eating his French dip and then me holding my French dip and say something like twinsies and then like <laughs> just post just posting it without a care in the world. But like people now would be like, oh, nice picture. Yeah. Bro. And then but like now it'd be like stupid. People would be like, why the heck is Holden posting a picture of Daniel eating a French dip? Like, that's so stupid. So in high school, it was fun. And also, here's the thing for all you young kids out there. Snapchat wasn't invented until we were in high school. That's Do you true. realize that we were, mm-hmm. well, we were what juniors we in high school? We were freshmen in high school when Snapchat started. Mm, no, no we I, were. Think, I think we were at least sophomores. No, we were freshmen, man. I remember it because um, this girl from band class told me about it when we were freshmen. And she's like, you got to get this app. It's Snapchat. Uh, it's really cool. Um, you like send pictures to each other and they last like 10 seconds. And then I downloaded the app and I created a profile, um, with a username. That's one that you wouldn't want to carry on with you. Just like everybody else did with Snapchat when it started, because, um, nobody really knew anything about it and you can't change your username on Snapchat. So I get Snapchat and this is like the beginning. Uh, this was 2013. Yeah. 2013. And all it was, was you had the screen. I think you could change cameras or maybe you could, you, maybe you only had the front camera. I'm not uh, sure, but you had, uh, um, no, cause I remember I didn't have a, my phone didn't even have a front facing camera. So I could only take pictures like this where like the back camera is pointing at me. Mm. Cause I couldn't take a front. And let me tell you something that was some horrifying pictures I took of myself, which is the back facing camera. There was this one time I was Snapchatting someone and I took a picture. I was just laying in bed and I was laying on my side and I took a picture of myself, didn't have a shirt on. And I looked like a middle aged woman who was like about to give birth. And she just was topless. But I was was a 15 year old and I was like, oh my God, I look like a whale. What the (laughs) heck? (laughs) That that image of me in that picture still burns in my head to this day. 
But all Snapchat was beginning of 2013 was just, you know, you had the camera and then you had like a very basic looking inbox. You could send a picture with like a small text box. And I mean like one line mm-hmm. text box. You couldn't go any more words than that. And you had 10 second max. Uh, I don't think you could screenshot back then. And so mm-hmm. it was just like a very basic. It was like a, it was, I mean, it was a beta uh, for Snapchat. And I'm like, this is stupid. This is never <laughs> going to take off. Like this is going to be forgotten about in a few months. And like, you know, this was before, you know, you had Snapchat stories. Yeah. Uh, the snap map. Um, all the news and stuff, the filters, the, um, yeah, everything. I mean, it was just like Snapchat, the bare basics of it. Yeah. But yeah, we were freshmen. I remember the unspoken rule about Snapchat. If you were a guy was you only use Snapchat to talk to girls. And that was like your portal. Cause I remember when I made my first one, you were actually there when I made my first Snapchat. Uh, we were eating lunch at Gma's house and um, I remember my username was Baker baby one two three because I was like oh girls are gonna think that's cute and they're gonna be like yeah I'll follow him uh girls didn't really care what my username was unfortunately but uh at least for me I was like this is only to talk to females and then slowly but surely it was just to take a picture of anything and send it to people and then streaks became a thing. And then I was like, all right, I'm out. I'm out of this toxic air. I'm done with streaks, dude. Streaks are toxic and I'm out. So I left Snapchat. I never looked back since. Yeah, I um, after I got on the trail, I started using Snapchat to document my journey. But after I got to Georgia, I quickly realized it's like, wow, Snapchat really does kind of suck. Yeah. Like in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. uh, the camera is a very low quality camera. So for the pictures that I was getting, I didn't want a low resolution camera like that. Um, also, other through hikers like no hikers use Snapchat. They yeah. all use Instagram. So that's why I actually got more into Instagram at this point when I didn't even really use it that much before. Mm-hmm. And now I'm back to not using it that much again. I don't even remember the, my, the last time I snapped on Snapchat. I've I've snapped. I've I've oh, yeah? snapped before, but I don't remember the last time I snapped on Snapchat. Oh. I can remember the last time I snapped though. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. I feel you, bro. I snapped today when Daniel freaking ordered that French dip. Hey, look. So I had a French dip at Arby's earlier this week in Murfreesboro, and oh, I just from wanted Arby's. to compare. What did I say? You no, know, you said Arby's. I just wanted to let people know again, like he went to Arby's. Sorry. Oh, yeah, they sponsor us. No, they don't. Um, Arby's is great. We went to McAllister's today and I just wanted to compare it. And um, oh, believe it or not, McAllister's French dip is significantly better. They're not sponsoring us, though. So no, so don't, don't take go, it, don't take go it with a grain of salt. Don't go there. Um, Yeah. But um. Something else I did this week that still involves social media. We're still on social media, guys. Can you believe it? Crazy. Wow. Um, I watched. Okay. This is going to be hard for me to admit, but I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm all about honesty on this podcast, guys. So this is an example of that. I watched the D'Amelio show on Hulu. Do you know what that is, Daniel? Mm-mm. Do you know who Charlie D'Amelio is? I don't. You do. You know, Snapchat or not Snapchat. You know, the girl on TikTok who's super famous 
Charlie. The, did you say the girl? You know the girl on TikTok that's super famous. Yeah. I don't know the girl on Charlie. TikTok. Charlie. The TikTok. You ha- you know who she is. Everyone knows. Who I don't she watch is. TikTok. But you still, even people who don't watch TikTok know who Charlie D'Amelio is. Okay, sure. She's very. She has a lot of followers. She might have the most followers on TikTok. I don't know. But anyways. They made a reality TV show about her and her family, and I watched it. And I'm not afraid to admit that, guys. I was curious on what kind of life they live, what they do. And um, one of the things that really annoyed me was she kept saying that she's not famous. Even though she has a whole reality TV show based around her. Um, I'm not I'm not hating on her. She's she's like 17, I think. So I'm not hating. I'm not. This isn't hate. This isn't me hating on her. But she said she's not famous, which she is famous. She has like almost a billion followers on TikTok, I think, which is a lot. I don't even know a billion people were on TikTok. But uh, she's like, yeah, I'm not famous. Like, and, and there's this whole argument that like social media celebrities aren't real celebrities. What do you think? Do you think that? Social media celebrities are real celebrities. I think nobody's a celebrity. Oh, and yet everybody is a celebrity. Wow. Including you and me. What do you mean by that? Well, we're obviously celebrities. I mean, we've got a podcast. Yeah. But you said everyone's a celebrity. What do you mean? And yet nobody's a celebrity. Well, what does that mean? You got to explain it. Well, you just what say de- it. What defines a celebrity? Someone who's famous. Someone who's famous. Well, I mean, how many people have to know about you for you to be famous? Um, at least 10,000. At least 10,000? Because that's the uh, official blue check mark That's my Instagram. official blue, blue check on Instagram. See, you get that from Instagram. Instagram tells you that 10,000 followers is famous. Are you trying so, to open up my mind into the third realm right now? Yes. I, I'm trying to open all of our minds. I decline. Well. Oh, okay. I'm not going in the third realm. Oh. I decline. Okay. Um... What was the original question? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think social media celebrities are real celebrities? No. No. I say no because you said real. I've met some famous people and for the most part, most of He's them... He's talking about me, guys, if you wanted. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I'm not talking about you because you, you're a real homie, Holden. But I'm but, also a celebrity. But, um... Yeah. Real? I don't know. I think real is a key word when you uh, say that sentence, but um, I think celebrities aren't very real. I think they get pretty caught up. I think... For the most part, not all of them. I think social media celebrities are actual celebrities. If you're famous, you're famous, okay? I hate when people are like, that doesn't exist. Social media celebrities. Listen, here's the thing. This is this has also happened in another circle that I'm in. Okay, I I am a Christian and I went to Bible college. Okay, I'm sorry if that offends you, but that's the life I lived, guys. Um, and one thing they told us was there isn't a r- Christian celebrities. That word isn't real. And I'm like, no, that word is real. There are famous people who are famous because not maybe not because they're celebrities but they're famous for being oh what no what the heck not maybe they would say they're maybe they're not famous because they're christians but they are 
there are like they are famous Christians, like they're famous for being a Christian and on TikTok. No, like they're just famous and like for for instance, like no, no TikTok. No, you're wrong. No, go back to the third dimension where you belong, dude. Okay. <laughs> but no, like they are. I'm not gonna name them. If you know, if you know who these people are, you know who I'm talking about. But it's like, it's like if you're famous and you're famous. Like if you can't leave your house without someone recognizing who you are, you're famous. That's just what it is. Like it's just, just call it for what it is, guys. Just call it for what it is. But it's not that big. I mean, at the same time, you know, it's not that big of a deal. It's not like people are getting hurt because uh, Charlie D'Amelio says that she's not famous. But it's just like, you know, call it what it is. But like I said, I watched the show. Um, it was very interesting. One thing that really uh, caught my attention was how people, and this this goes back to social media because people even do this on a small scale, where people will like leech onto these people who have fame, and like this show showed people who leech off of Charlie. Uh, to grow like financially. Like she had her sister who's also famous, um, whether she uh, defines it or not. She has this guy who she calls his cre- her creative director. And basically all this guy does, and I, I, I obviously I'm not there in person, so I don't really know, but what the show showed him is he's basically just this guy who hypes, hypes her up whenever she's getting ready to do something. And he also like, gives her his creative opinions and that's all he does but he's he's called her creative director and he i bet he gets paid more money than i get paid just to give his creative opinion and to hype her up like that's that's all the show made his job seem like and i'm like yeah there's these people out here who are leechers they're leeching they're <laughs> I think in uh, in rock and roll they call those groupies. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know if groupies are getting paid for what they do. In this situation, they're getting paid for what they do. Good point. Which is point. nothing. And that's another. Re- Listen, that's another thing. Going back to California, which you can find that you can find that anywhere. You can find people who do that anywhere. They just follow anyone who has some sort of fame or success and they'll try and leech onto those people to grow themselves. But it's especially prevalent in California because there's a lot of famous people in California, naturally. Um, That's where you find it. And it was just interesting to see that happen. And it's also interesting um, just because like for me, for me, my my opinion about social media is I feel like social media is fading away. You think it's fading away? I, for me, I feel like it's almost every day I get on Instagram, I notice that like someone else has gotten off of Instagram. Like someone else has taken their profile picture off, removed all their fr- photos on their profile and it's just like gone. And I feel like, like for me, like, I don't know. I don't know why I keep getting on social, like why I keep getting on Instagram. I don't know why I keep doing it. I'm not particularly like, like if I was interested in someone's life, this isn't me trying to sound like a, a, a good person or like a more, I don't even know, 
more caring person. This is just reality of what it, what I actually do. If I'm, if I haven't talked to someone in a long time and I, something happens that reminds me of that person and I want to know what's going on with that person, I will just contact that person. And so like Instagram is just becoming like obsolete for me because it's like, why do I need to know what's going on with this person's life? If I can just call them or if I can just text him. And like, and like, for example, like, you know, we got this email from Jacob and he's like, I'm thinking about leaving. And so I just feel like a lot of people are like getting out, like they're jumping ship on social media. It's fading away. That's how I feel. I don't know about you. I don't know how you feel about it. Uh, fading away. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if I would say fading away. I mean, I think social media is actually growing and developing, including Instagram. Um, trying to think of an analogy um well you could say like uh, you know alcohol is fading away because people that drink are um starting to not drink anymore maybe it causes problems or they get older and they start having hangovers or whatever but you know younger generations come in and you know they try it and um it just keeps going it's one of those things that's never going to go away yeah. um, i'm not sure i would say that social media will never uh, go away. I no, mean, I think, I think, day. I think we'll definitely, I think I will die before social media dies. You think? Yeah. I think if I die of old age, I'll, I'll, social media will probably outlive me. I couldn't say, man, I have no idea what the world's going to be like when we're old. Oh, I do. What's it going to be like? I'm going to write a book about it and sell it. And then you'll know what it, what it'll look like. Whoa. That's a dude, right there, dude. dude. Yeah. I wow. don't know. I feel like social media is turning more into, which has always been this way, but I feel like it's turning more into entertainment and less of like a, like, I don't think, I, I think it'll come to a point where we have to call it something different because it's going to be more entertainment and less of like the social aspect of it. Like for instance, I don't consider YouTube social media. I don't consider that social media. Cause, cause if you want to, if you, if you say YouTube is social media, then you have to say that cable TV is social media, right? Like what's the difference then? If you, if YouTube is social media, then what is cable TV? I didn't even know that was a controversy. YouTube being social media. Well, like every time people like make a video or do something about social media, there's always the YouTube icon. And I'm like, I don't think, I don't think YouTube, I think that, I think when YouTube first started, it was social media. Cause it was just people making videos and posting it online. Like it's, I, been, it's been around for a long time. Yeah. Now. But it's turned, it's turned more into an entertainment thing. Like it's, yeah. it's a lot more entertainment and less social media. And that's, that's, that's how I see TikTok too. Like, I don't know anyone, all the videos I watch on TikTok are all people. I don't know. I don't really follow their life. Like I don't know anything that's going on with their life. They just, they just keep posting like, entertainment entertaining things that make me laugh and i'm like that's funny let me keep following this person and i don't really and, I, and also at the same time like i'm not really interested in what's going on in their lives like if they had a video telling me like what they did in a day or like what's going on with their spouse or something i probably wouldn't just, care i would scroll i just keep scrolling I'm like sorry man i just want i want you to make I just me want laugh. To laugh and you didn't make me laugh and so i'm gone bye yeah so that, I guess that's what I mean by like, it's, it's getting less social and more just like entertainment, more media, less social, more media is what I, my argument is. I feel like social media is less social, more media now. Maybe there will be a new 
social media app come out soon that's supposed to be like Instagram in the beginning because Instagram has gone so far off in another direction. Maybe. I could see that happening. Maybe. I don't know, dude. I don't know either. But something else I wanted to talk about today. We talked about this at lunch, but I want to talk about this on the podcast, Daniel. Um, so we talked about the Honda E. I showed you the Honda E. For those who don't know, the Honda E is, I don't think it, you know more than I do, but I don't think this is Honda's first and only all electric vehicle. Um, but it's basically Honda's answer to the Tesla. And it's an all electric. It looks like a Mini Cooper. And right now it's only in the East, Eastern countries right now, like Europe and Asia and stuff like that. I'm sure it'll come to America at some point. I'm kind of interested in it. Like if someone was like selling one right now, there's a, a good chance I might actually buy it. Yeah, um, it doesn't really have a good market for the U.S. right now because Americans don't really like small cars. And I mean, That's when true. I say small cars, the Honda E, which I just learned about today uh, because it's not an American Honda. Yeah. Um, this is a really small car. I mean, it's like it looks just like the original first generation Honda Civic. Um, the front end looks the same. I mean, like the shape of it is pretty much the same and it's, uh, it's about the same size. And if you know the first gen civics, they were tiny. They had motorcycle engines. Yeah. They were really small. Um, and Americans just don't really like small cars. Holden, you've got a really small car. You don't I do. It. And I'm ashamed of it. Unfortunately. Yeah. We're um, just, we like big cars. We like big cars, especially if you're a man. Like you want a truck, dude. You want a truck. That's right. You want a truck. This is truck nation. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. That kind of stuff, dude. Yeah. I mean, driving a small car, you know, it's got a lot of benefits. But um, going back to social again, socially, it's not beneficial. You know, people see me pulling up in a blue shoe with wheels and they're like, oh, guys, there's Olden again. <laughs> Dude, I do not. I don't hate on your car. I know you don't, Daniel, but there are people who do. And I I murder them. I'm just kidding. I don't murder them. I don't murder people. Um, I don't murder anybody. But so I found about the Honda E. I was very interested in it. And so it makes me want to kind of take a spin on talking about electric vehicles and our thoughts on electric vehicles. I know Daniel has opinions about electric vehicles. Oh, boy. Um, I've got my own opinions about electric vehicles. So. There it is. There it is. Well, um, are you wanting like a personal opinion? Yeah, just, just tell me your thoughts personal. about electric vehicles. Okay, well, a little bit of background. Um, I've got an ASC from Chattanooga State in automotive technology, and I've uh, worked as a Honda technician for a couple years before I decided to get out of that. Um, I'm a little bit out of the loop with Honda specifically because it, I quit working for them at the start of the pandemic uh, and they've done a little bit differently uh, since then. But as far as like full on electric cars go, I do not think they're any better for the environment than um, combustion engines. So gasoline burners, I actually like I don't want an electric car like a Tesla. No, thanks. I really I don't want a full on electric car. I want I want a gas burner and I think I'll always want a gas burner until it gets to the point that you can't get gas um, reasonably. Um, I did read a couple of statistics and studies that show that uh, if you 
build an electric car because what makes electric cars so bad for the environment that a lot of people don't actually know about is that the lithium you've got to pull out of the earth uh, to build the batteries uh, to run these things. I mean, you've really got to dig up the earth and take its resources to get it. Hmm. And, it, you know, it takes a lot of resources to build an electric uh, battery for, you know, these electric cars. If you drive an electric car a certain distance, I think it's um, I think it's just 25,000 miles. Like if you can drive a car 25,000 miles, some say that it's actually better for the environment at that point. But I mean, if you throw an electric battery in an electric car and you go 10,000 miles on total it and then you scrap the battery, then you're way worse off for the environment than you would have been if you just, you know, burn a little bit of gas here and there. Yeah. But I don't think anybody, maybe the richest people in the automotive industry know for a fact what it is and they just don't really share it because um, the automotive industry is a pretty, <laughs> pretty screwed up, you know, scene. Um, monopoly. It's a monopoly. There's monopoly. There's a lot of, um, well, it's money. I mean, it's all about making money. Isn't um, everything about everything's money, about dude. money. That's what I'm tired of, dude. Stop making everything about money. I'm tired of it. That's yeah. why I'm running for president. Yes, I'm for president 2024. 2024. Let's go. I'm just kidding, dude. You don't want me president. Yo, that'd be wild. If I was president, I'd be like, all right, guys, let's all move to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we wouldn't we wouldn't be any worse off, I don't think. Uh, who knows? Kind of crazy with yeah. my decision making. What do you think about electric cars? Holden? I know that you I, want an electric car. Yes. So here's the thing. I love the idea of electric car because I if uh, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is the weakest argument anyone can ever give about electric cars. They're like, oh, it, it bumps up your electric bill. Yeah, it, it does. It does bump up your electric bill, obviously, but you also aren't paying for gas anymore. So it's like, yeah, you know, just use the money I would spend on gas to pay for my now expensive electric bill. But it's just to me, like the especially the Tesla, because the Tesla is what I've uh, studied the most out of all the electric cars and just the convenience of a Tesla to me and there is some inconveniences about owning a tesla um me and daniel saw a story from a guy i was following on social media okay yeah i admit it um who he was trying to leave a party at 4 a.m and he couldn't leave the party because his tesla was giving doing an update and he couldn't leave the party because his tesla was updating so he had to call an uber to drive him back home because his Tesla was updating. So there are some downsides to it. Yeah, it's not always convenient, but I just think like- Imagine if he called up the Uber or he set up the Uber ride and the Uber driver texts him too. He's like, oh, you got that update too? <laughs> yeah, sorry, I ain't picking you up, fam. But this like, so there's this video I watched. I watched actually pretty, it, it's a video that came out maybe in like 2016, 2017. But I watched this video like once a month and it's about the, like this guy's just like showing his life and he drives a Tesla and he wakes up every morning and it's like in the video, it's like in the winter time. So he wakes up, he gets on his Tesla app on his phone and he turns on his Tesla. He turns on his heated seats and his heating. And then he walks into his garage. He unplugs his car from the garage. He gets in it 
and it's a it's fully charged. So he pretty much has a full tank of gas every morning that he wakes up. And then like he goes into the inner city and he has the Tesla park itself, just parallel parking and parks itself on the side of the street. And then he gets out. And I just like the convenience of a Tesla. Like Tesla just seems like so convenient. Like obviously there are inconveniences. We live in an imperfect world, guys. You don't think I know this? But the I feel like the convenience outweigh the inconveniences with owning a Tesla. And it's nice. You know, it's a it's a social status that you can stamp on yourself. I'm a Tesla owner. Boom. People are like, whoa. A Tesla owner have have my house. Take my house. You know what I mean? Nah, man. It's just that that's an image that like nobody really cares about. Nobody cares. Elon about Musk drive. cares about it. Well, I want Elon Musk to know who I am. So I will buy a Tesla and he will know who I am. And he'll come, he'll give me a little hug. He'll be like, oh, thanks for He gives everybody a hug that buys a, little a Tesla. Kiss. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, nice. thanks. Thanks, Elon. Can I have my keys now? And he's like, it's not keys. It's a card. I'm like, oh, what? I use a card to open my car? He's like, it's not just a car. It's a lifestyle. I'm like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Is my life changing now? Yeah. So I just, I, I, I just, I'm too geeked out on Teslas to not like them. Like the geek inside of me is too excited that Teslas exist to hate them. Cause I could hate them. You know, I'd be like, oh, they're mainstream. Oh, like only the worst people in the world drive them. You know, uh, they're stupid. I could say that, but I too geeked out on the fact that they exist to not want to own one and drive one. I want to at least drive one. Here's how bad I want to at least drive one guys. I almost applied to work a part-time job at the Tesla dealership here in Knoxville, just because I was like, I, it's probably a good chance I'll get to drive a Tesla if I do this job. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, so I just want to experience them, man. I just want to, you know, I just want to, and, and they are really fast with acceleration. Yep. That is true. Here's, here's one thing I will say though. I would, I don't think I would ever only own an all electric car. Like, I think I will always at least have a gasoline car. I don't think I will ever only own an electric car. I will say that I do not trust electric cars enough to have it be my only source of transportation. I will say that. That's one thing I will say to kind of get into the other uh, argument of Probably electric was. cars. But with electric cars, now there are electric trucks. Mm -hmm. And that's, I feel like, a whole different discussion to talk about electric trucks. I don't think uh, electric trucks are good. That's interesting. Why is that? Because trucks have to have a lot of power. If you want to pull something, if you want to, you know, carry a heavy load. Okay, but what kind of power? And I'm actually yeah, a little bit on a different page with this, I think, but what kind of power do you need for a truck? I mean, you need a big engine. Like there's no, there's no, no, no. no like. I'm asking what type of power from whatever source you're getting the power from. What kind of power do you need? Well, here's, here, here's what I'll say. 
because he, uh, with my knowledge of how batteries work, um, the more you use them, like you don't just like, for instance, my phone, when I first got this phone, I charged it like once a week because it would last long on a charge. But the more I use this phone, the less the charge would last. And now I have to charge this once a day. Whereas when I first got it, it was once a week. And so with trucks, like, you know, trucks work harder than other vehicles. Yes, that's a fact. And so the battery is going to wear down a whole lot more on trucks than they would normal cars. Well, that's why it's taken so long for electric trucks to be built. I mean, they've had to learn how to make a battery do this, but batteries and pickup trucks could potentially be a good thing because batteries can produce a lot of torque, which is what you want with a truck. Because if you've got torque, then that gives you more ability to tow and to put something you know really heavy in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why the new uh, Tesla truck, who knows if this Cybertruck's ever gonna come out, especially the way it looks, but this new Cybertruck's supposed to put out about 1,100 uh, pound-feet of torque, which yeah. is a lot. That is a whole lot of torque. Most trucks usually do like, you know, maybe three or 400. Yeah. If we're talking pickup trucks. I The, the one truck that I, I think we definitely need to have only have the the truck the kind of truck that we should only have battery powered is semi trucks the tesla semi truck apparently goes zero to 60 in three seconds that's insane to think isn't it yeah especially compared to these semi trucks that drive now freaking slow as they're chugga 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 there's nothing i hate more than going on road trips and experiencing semi trucks i i am against semi trucks. I will fight a semi truck fighter if I had to. I won't fight anyone else if I have to, but if I have to fight a semi truck driver, I'm fighting them. Okay. Okay. I I understand, you know, like truck, they're bigger trucks. They don't go as fast, but here's the deal. If you're a semi truck driver, stop being in the left lane. That's all I want to say. Stop being in the left lane. Left lane is for me to pass you, not for you to have fun. Okay. That's not what that's for. And so I think if we have if we have these battery powered semi trucks that go have an ex- insane amount of acceleration, it'll be great. It'll be great for road travel because we won't have to we'll have less traffic. That's for sure, because most of this traffic on these interstates are because of these freaking semi trucks. Dude, I'm just imagining uh, on and off ramps and semi trucks everywhere just going woof, woof, just like just going fast like that, that what a world that would be that would be uh that'd be, be a really great cool world to live in and i'll tell you what yeah i'll tell you what that'd dude, be pretty it'd be, sweet it'll be a great world of world to live in the battery and the the resources of the earth you would have to take to build a semi-truck and as many semi-trucks as there are like if you were going to make you know every semi-truck electric i don't even know if we've got enough resources on the earth to do that not on this planet but probably another planet We'd have to find another planet. That we got some. uh, We got some. (laughs) (laughs) That would be, oh man, I mean, just like the cost. And I mean, it's all about money. Everything's about money. Yeah, but listen, here's the deal. We got got to find a planet. I thought about this. I've written this whole plan that it's going to work. We're going to find a planet and it's going to look, it's going to be a very beautiful planet. 
and there's going to be we'll find aliens on this planet, obviously, and they'll probably be like a little bit taller than us. Um, and basically what we're going to do is we're going to get there. We're going to find lithium. Like this is how we build our semi trucks. And we <laughs> find a way to transfer our mind into uh, one of these aliens and we start communicating with them. And we basically tell them, hey, we're going to take your lithium. But then these aliens are going to be like, no, don't take my lithium because uh, it's a holy shrine. That lithium is how I live and breathe. And so I'm going to build these robot suits that have these ginormous machine guns on them. I'm going to be like, listen, we're going to take this lithium, whether you like it or not. But what's going to happen is I'm going to have one of the one of these guys who turns into these aliens. He's going to be like, no, actually, we can't do this. We can't take the lithium from the aliens. Like we got to we got to let them have it. And I'll be like, no. And he's like, but I'm in love with the the chief, uh, the chief's daughter. I'm in love with her. So I'm not gonna let you take this lithium. And then we're gonna have this big battle and then we're gonna lose, Sad, sadly, we're gonna lose. But then we're gonna leave this planet and uh, all the aliens are gonna line up in a row and they're gonna wave us off as we leave this planet. But that's my plan for getting lithium batteries from a different planet. Nah, man. The future of transportation and vehicles the best approach and the way we need to go and hear me out hydrogen fuel cells electric cars are going to be a fad but hydrogen fuel cells is the most renewable way to get around in the future how but we've got a lot of work to do and a lot of research and a lot of stuff to do to make this happen we're running out of time so i'm not going to get too much in on it but look it up I feel like you said that because you don't actually know. Because I don't have enough research on it. I need to research more on it, but sounds promising. We'll come back. We'll come back to the uh, debate. Yeah. At a later podcast. Um, before we end, we got to we got to do the cancel corner roundup. All guys. right. Who we got this week? Well, it's the same. Um, Nintendo's still in the corner. Um, Nintendo. Come on, guys. Still haven't heard anything about uh, the Zelda remakes. Um, Gotta have a Zelda fall, guys. Come on. Recently, uh, we got into a problem where we almost couldn't play Smash Bros. Because Nintendo Switch doesn't let you have any other adapters than what Nintendo supplies for the adapter. That's another reason why Nintendo's in the cancel corner right now. Um, Nintendo, let's just get our stuff together, guys. Let's let's uh, let's really work on our situation here. Mm -hmm. um, I'm tired of getting emails of you guys being like, please take us off the cancel corner. Like we're trying our best. I'm like, give me my Zelda games. OK, let me use a different adapter to to power up my switch. And why don't for good measure you throw in a uh, uh, Tesla? A Tesla. A Tesla. So, Nintendo, that's the stakes for this week of getting off the cancel corner. Um, that's it. That's what you got to do to get out. So, I'm going to be waiting for you to get out. Also, I'm canceling. I won't say which grocery store, um, but there's a certain grocery store that I bought raw, raw chicken wings from. And they still had feathers on them. And it was gross. Well, that's fresh, man. Yeah, but they're supposed to pluck the feathers off. And mm. there was some feathers still on it, and it was gross. And I had to, pu I had to pluck them out myself, and I almost vomited because it was gross. 
So we're canceling them. I'm not going to say who they are, but Publix, get your stuff together. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, Who else we got in the, the corner? Do you have anybody? You have someone you want to throw in there? No, no, I don't think I do. Okay, well, this is your only chance to throw someone in there. Uh, no, no. Oh, it's not like you you had someone in mind. No, no, it seemed not like gonna, you had no. someone in mind, but then you stopped yourself. No, no, you're not gonna do that. No. Okay, whatever, dude. Whatever. Um, before we end today, I just want to plug again. We have an email. Whoa, sorry. We have an email, guys. It is the outer podcast at gmail.com. Okay, you, if you, I know you. Whoa! Sorry, I almost burped. Uh, Daniel, I stopped myself and you did it. You burped. I did. Oh, uh, Daniel's gonna be in the cancel corner next week. Um, we should have like a cancel corner games where like people have to compete to get out of the cancel corner. Anyways, that's a Netflix show idea that I have cooking up right now. Um, sp- oh yeah, email. So the outer podcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, if you have any concerns, if you want uh, advice on anything, uh, if you want any of that addressed on the podcast itself the only way you can have that accomplished is if you email the outer podcast at gmail.com okay guys that's the only way it's gonna happen the only way it's gonna happen um thanks again if you if you've gotten this point in the podcast thank you so much i really appreciate uh any everyone who sticks to the end um I'm really appreciative and I wish I can give you gifts, but I can't because first thing is I don't, I don't know who actually listens to the whole podcast or who only listens to a little bit of it and then goes somewhere else. So that's a problem. And also I don't know what gifts to give because I don't really like buying things for people. Um, so, but I give you the gift of thanks. So thank you very much. Um, Daniel, do you have any closing remarks before we end today? Nope. Many thanks. Many thanks. Many thanks. All right, guys. We will see you back here next week for the Outer Podcast. Thank you. Goodbye.